In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes and takes His church out of this world, raptures us out, the restrainer is removed. The Holy Spirit, the one who is holding back the flood tide of iniquity, He is removed and the salt and light of the church are removed. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is going to happen? Friends, you think it's bad now in this world. Imagine when the light gets removed and the salt gets removed and uh, the, the restraining work of the Spirit is removed. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The dam's going to break. Uh, that's what brings about the great tribulation because now sin and Satan just has its way on this earth. But at the end of the tribulation, another dam breaks. What is that? That's the dam holding back the wrath and the justice of Almighty God. Have you ever stood and watched a dam opening up, releasing waters, giving vent to some of the pressure behind it? Or have you ever seen a, a natural dam break where where a land bridge, for example, gives way and suddenly the water starts coming forth and then faster and faster and more furious, it starts spewing out. That's the picture. That's the picture of the final judgment of God, the last wave of judgment coming when the dam breaks. We've come in our study to Revelation chapter 16. Uh, I must tell you before we look at it that there are some scriptures that I like better than others. Now, hear me out. I love all of God's Word because it's God's truth, and all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. But some are, are much more enjoyable than others, and frankly, Revelation 16 is not an enjoyable chapter. It's a, one of the most fearful chapters in the whole Bible. It's a picture of the final judgment of God, and yet, I want to say to you today, we need it. We need to see what's going to happen on this earth when the dam breaks, when the wrath comes. Because I think this fear is, is two things. First, I think it's a great motivator for those who do not know God, that you need the Lord. Come to Jesus today. And then it's a great motivator for those of us who do know the Lord, that we need to do what we can, while we can, to bring people to Jesus Christ because judgment is on the way. What would you do today if you knew the dam was getting ready to break? Listen to Revelation 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. You remember the seven angels from the previous chapter. They've come out of the holy place, and they're coming now to bring judgment on wicked men. They've come out of heaven to earth. They've come from God with His justice, and they're about to pour it out. And then in the rest of Revelation 16, we have a description of wave after wave of this judgment. In verse 2, we have the first. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. So the first is sores. You say, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Well, read in the Old Testament when the boils came on the Egyptians. Uh, many of these plagues are reminiscent of the plagues of Egypt, and yet with a couple differences. One is that it doesn't just touch some people, it touches all. And two, it's not just for a time, it is the final judgment. And so these are boils on all those who took the mark of the beast. Then the second plague in verse number 3, 
The Bible says, The second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. So now the sea is turned to blood. Again, sounds like Egypt, doesn't it? God bring us full circle back to His justice revealed early in Scripture. And so all the fish die, all the living things in the sea. Then in verse 4, you have the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. So now not only is the sea turned to blood, now the, all the fresh water is turned to blood. What does that mean? Well, if all the fresh water is turned to blood, all the drinking water goes away. Can you imagine this? And then in verse number 8, you have the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So now this plague touches the sun. Someone says, well, that's far off. No, you, you don't understand. The sun is the means of destruction here because if the sun were any further from us, we'd freeze to death. If it were any closer to us, we'd burn to death. And if God touches the sun just a little bit, it causes it not to darken but to intensify, can you imagine what that heat is going to do? Men are going to be scorched. And yet the sad reality is in the next verse, though they're being scorched, the Bible says they repented not to give Him glory. Can you imagine a people so hardened, so rebellious against God, that even in all of this they will not give God glory? And then in verse 10, the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. So the seat of government, where, where the Antichrist is governing from, there is judgment coming. And his kingdom was full of darkness. Again, do you remember in the land of Egypt, only the people of God had light in their dwellings, but there was darkness over all the land. Well, now there is pitch darkness over all of the Antichrist kingdom. And the Bible says, And they gnawed their tongues for pain. Can you imagine a suffering so great? They're gnawing their tongues. It's a glimmer of what's to come. See, that's what the lake of fire, that's what hell is. Weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. And you would imagine, surely by now they would repent. And yet in verse 11 it says, They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. Can you imagine? And then in verse 12, the sixth plague. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now you may say, well, that's, Euphrates is a long ways from here. That doesn't really mean much to me. But wait a minute. The Euphrates River is, is integral in all of Scripture all the way from the very beginning. The river is about 1,800 miles long, and uh, it varies from three to 1,200 yards wide. So uh, this, is, this is quite a body of water. It's between 10 and 30 feet deep in places. And yet the Bible says God's going to dry it up. What's the significance of that? Because this dry river bed is going to be the means of the kings of the east coming to a great battle. Have you heard of this battle? It's called the Battle of Armageddon. There's a little preview of it here in Revelation 16, starting in verse 13 down through verse number 16. There's going to be a great battle there in the valley of Megiddo, which means slaughter. This valley that in the Old Testament was known as a place of great battle and great judgment is going to be the scene of final judgment. And so this plague is going to make that possible. And then the seventh judgment in verse 17, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. In other words, we've never seen an earthquake like the earthquake that's coming. In verse 20, the islands disappear. The mountains start to collapse. In verse 21, hail starts to fall. As a matter of fact, the chapter ends this way. 
uh, that the plague thereof was exceeding great. This is the great climactic judgment God is bringing on a sin-cursed planet and sinners who rejected Him. Seven waves of judgment when the dam breaks. Let me leave you with a couple final thoughts today. If you read all of Revelation 16, you're going to see that in the middle of it there's a little worship service. The angels begin worshiping God. They, they say to Him, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because Thou hast judged us. God's judgment is always righteous judgment. Never forget that. God's wrath is holy wrath. And then the Bible says in verse 6, For they've shed the blood of saints and of prophets, and Thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Would you just meditate on this today? God is worthy of praise. And sinners are worthy of judgment. In the end, in eternity, all who reject God's salvation, all of those lost in their sin, will receive judgment because that's what all sinners are worthy of. And only God is worthy of glory and worthy of praise. The dam is getting ready to break, my friends. Judgment is coming. May the Lord help us to get ready and may God use us to help others get ready for the return of Jesus Christ and the judgment that will follow. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.